Rooftop Realty, one of Nevada's top 100 brokerages with agents in the top 5% of over 18,000 agents. Find out today why Rooftop can help you buy, sell, or rent at VegasRooftops.com. That amplified noise you deployed inside my ozone Was so prone to homegrown my own voice And letting you roam was such a poor choice I'm nothing without your poise I love that old joy And ever since B left me She won't speak unless I speak first I'm still stressing over her Man, that sounds good You just heard uh, Professor Blue His song Feel My Woman Off of his new album AKGQ you can find Professor Blue at Bandcamp.com or you can hit him up on Spotify. But check more of his music out. We just had an interview with him and uh, learned how he got his inspiration for his music. And it was an awesome interview. So check out that podcast and uh, go check out some of his music. We really appreciate him and letting, him, letting, letting us use his music. So thanks for, uh, to Professor Blue. Uh, I want to introduce you to this new episode that we have. Uh, this is going to be a two-part series. So this is an interview with uh, Jen Mitchell and Jen Safrowski. And uh, we really get into important topics on uh, health and fitness and how that ties into dieting. And some of the things that have worked for the two Jens and how they've worked together on exercising, dieting, and the things that works for different people. So uh, we hope you enjoy this first episode, and uh, please come back and check out the second episode with them. So we broke this up, a lot of good information. We hope you enjoy the episode. I'm nervous. You're nervous? Because we're oh. recording. Yeah, welcome, oh, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of <laughs> Staying in Trouble with your hosts, Eric Humes and Adam Short. We've got two exciting, got one of our regular guests. Jennifer Savrinsky. What's up? And her coho and her cohort, the cohort. other cohort, yeah, <laughs> the other Jen. Jen, Jen with two ends. Yeah, Jen with two ends. Uh, it's great having you guys on today. Talk a little bit about health and fitness. Right now, we've got the Corona craze going on right now. Yes. And so I'm excited to talk about a little about health and fitness, like, and so uh, yeah, so give us some like. So just a little background on both these two. So uh, Jen Mitchell is a published bikini model. Um, she has tons of followers. So she wrote a book on it? No, she didn't no. write a book on it. They write a book on her. She's basically like Sports Illustrated. Yeah, she's like a little Sports Illustrated. Uh, if you follow fishing and shooting, she's probably in that magazine. Um Safrinsky, uh, she's also a cover. She's also a cover no, model as well. This is not true. <laughs> this is true. I've seen it. No, this is not true. So, oh, that's a different person. There was person? one time. Okay, last year, um, anytime fitness in Boulder City, a friend of mine was the trainer there, and she was like, "Hey, trying to get a handful of girls from the gym that are local, and some guys as well." Who um, her friend was a photographer trying to build his portfolio. And he wanted to come into the gym and practice kind of with us. And so, hey, do you want to come in and do this? And I was like, mm, no, nope, I sure don't. And she was like, oh, it'll be great. 
And so, you killed it because your pictures did. were so hot. Like, I was yeah. like, yeah, oh and she's like the gosh. cover model. I'm no. like, uh, was this like a paid spot? Like, no, it was legit. It was yeah. legit. It was like three photos, but it was hot. <laughs> your body looked good. Well, I was like, you. dang. Yeah, I maybe Super spent good. a few weeks, you know, preparing for that. <laughs> a few weeks? Just a few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> just like let's lean out a little bit. <laughs> he he didn't have a filter on his camera, did he? I'm just joking. <laughs> hey, when you do this all the time, you only need a couple weeks to prepare for something. Yeah, that's true. If you oh, live, really? if you live this lifestyle, you only need yeah. weeks to prepare for something like yeah. that. But you yeah. never let yourself get way out of control enough that you're going to need a long time to prepare. No, you're, you're always within the game, and then yeah. when you have a date, then you get yeah, strict. yeah, then you just dial in and like cut out a few things and yeah. add a few things that are supposed to be in and. You're good to go. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah I always freak out. Like That's that. how I live, too. Like, I, you know, <laughs> like, all from my pickleball and basketball days, and then, you know, and then I, you know, veg out for those other days. So that's... <laughs> it's all about balance, right? It's all about balance. <laughs> well, I, I didn't gain a pound on that cruise, and I ate like Dude, an idiot. I, uh, when I went on my cruise, I lost three pounds because, actually, I, I ate, ate better because you had all fresh produce, you had like you don't have to. You don't. I didn't feel like pressured to like have a huge. Well, and meal. it's prepared for you, yeah. and that's huge. Yeah. It's just grab and go. Like yeah. you don't have to prepare it yourself, and that's the biggest issue with people is they don't want to take the time to prepare their food. That's why fast food is so popular. Mm. Is that why? Mm-hmm. Because people want to oh, grab 100%. and go. People don't want to cook. It's inconvenient. It's so super inconvenient. It, I, I think there's a line between that, like laziness, but also our lives have gotten so busy. Yeah. I mean, um, my children, when we go, we have days, Saturdays, we go from one sporting event to one kid's event all day long. And we just like, we swing by and grab a pizza or we grab some tacos or something just to put food in them because we literally, it's not that we don't want to, we we don't have time to understandable. And like, that's why like the lifestyle I set myself up on, I'm prepared for those things to happen. I prep on Sundays. So my food's ready to just grab and go. So when we have to leave the house and the kids need food or whatever, everything's already ready. I just grab it, put it in my bag and then it's all ready to go. We eat on the same time schedule. Like it's all prepared and planned and, and done. Yeah, I'll tell you so right that now. way I don't have to run through the drive through <laughs> yeah. or have to eat a crappy meal because I already had it done because I just take a little bit of time on Sunday, which you can pick any day of the week. Mm -hmm. I just pick Sunday because it works for me and I just spend a couple hours in the kitchen, prepare it all, put it in the fridge and it's ready to go. Is it just for you or your whole family? Um, right now I just prep for me and my husband, but my kids are portion controlled for sure. Like they are not like close to even being obese. They're super fit. They're super athletic. Um, they all got little six packs. So, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> you know, I, I've, I've been very cautious about how much they put in their mouth. Like, you know, they can't just get a bag of chips and eat the whole bag. Like I portion it into little Ziploc baggies. This is the portion. This is the size you're eating. And if they're still hungry, then they can get like a fruit or something else. They don't, they're not going to just sit there and eat chips yeah, and just keep eating junk. will literally just... Go to the pantry time, time, time again, and what? you go to, like, the couch where he's sitting, and it's, like, all the wrappers and the things. They get mm -hmm. bored, and it's, they eat. It is. It's, like, boredom. Also with him and, like, with my kids, they have they both have ADHD. So for them during the school day, they're not really hungry. When it's lunchtime, they're not really hungry. Even at dinner, 
I'll cook things sometimes. And when I do, right, they'll sit down and we'll have a meal. But two then two hours later, yeah, two hours later, they want a snack. Jasper wants a sandwich. They, You know, it's like they want to eat and it's that, that bedtime time. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this for real? But then I'm like, wait a second. This is exactly how their bodies work. For me, it's very different. But your kids are you. pretty fit, too. They're, they're not are, They're yeah. not chunky they're or not just anything. Crushing, you know, I don't know, the really unhealthy stuff all day long. But yeah. it is hard sometimes to... I just feel like you have to set them up now for success because like a lot of people don't realize like what you're teaching them now is how they're going to be as adults with food and like people don't know how bad food is for your body. Back in the day, all there was was grains, veggies, like, like just you know you live off the land yes. so now there's all this like I packaged live off the land too. six bowls of cereal <laughs> in the morning <laughs> now there's all this packaged food and it's like your body doesn't know how to process it yeah. your body's like what the heck is this why are you giving we, it to me yeah and i think that we forget that we should be using food as fuel mm-hmm. as opposed to just for play and, and there's a place mm-hmm. for pleasure of course we all do oh that. yeah you gotta but squeeze that in 80 20 man that rule is the truest thing ever for sure i think we can both attest to that for sure yes um i know for myself and i i, I would like to get into your situation like your story where you were and how you transformed mine is not as extreme as yours but I think that it was for me as I think it was for you is recognizing the food mm-hmm. and starting there and then everything else kind of came after that well, yeah well I got a question that could lead into the story because sure. I think I know where you're headed with this so what is the most difficult thing about getting fit the physical the the exercise or the dieting the consistency the consistency and of for, both of yeah it all it, it all, all goes, goes together, together. Um, and, and actually learning what you're doing because it's really psychological. Yeah. All of it is psychological. Like it really does mess with your head because people want instant gratification. Like they see, like they see somebody else losing weight. Well, you're not going to lose weight. Like they're losing weight. Everybody's on their own course. Everybody's doing their own thing. You have to find your own lane in your own zone and work on yourself your own way. You can't do what somebody else is doing and expect it to be exactly the same for you. And this is a slow process. It's not going to happen overnight. Anything that happens overnight or in a short period of time is not sustainable. It's not going to last. Like, you have to know that this is a slow process. It takes months and years. I'm two years in, and I'm still working on myself. Like, I look great, but I want more improvements, and I have to, like, change things, modify things all the time to, like, obtain those goals. It's definitely a process. Like, it's not something that happens overnight, and people want instant gratification it's not going to happen it's not going to happen i think it's also finding that pleasure in doing that i mean like you got to have fun doing it you do you got to have fun in the gym or or you start having fun learning about oh check this new recipe out or check this out Mm -hmm. oh this is really good for me those this tastes totally different hey i'm gonna learn how to cook with almond flour i think that that comes from seeing results so it's a slow process and for me yep it's it was not fun and i was like what am i doing i don't love this even now three years after i've kind of changed my habits I'm like, dude, I don't want to get up right now, but put on the clothes and do the thing. Like, and it's every single time that I do it, I have to just say, okay, you don't want to, yep, you're super tired. You don't want to get up and do it, do it anyway. And you just have to do it anyway. And then you start to gain that love for it. And now when I don't do it, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm freaking out. I'm having, you know, it's like, but that's how I got through so many 
hard things, right? You're just life and everything. Mm -hmm. There's so much pressure around you of different things and sweat it out, just sweat it out, Mm -hmm. you know, and it might not be for everybody, but there's no reason on earth that as a human being, you can't get up and move your body for 30 minutes a day. Like there's no reason. That's all it takes. 30 minutes a day. Like this is not like we're, I'm not, I'm not anyway crushing the gym for two hours, three hours a day. Nope. It's, it's, like maybe, maybe 30 minutes, 30 to 45. I mean, 45 is a good long day for me. Mm-hmm. Like 30 minutes, that's it. That's Those are my two, when people give me those two excuses about exercising, it drives me crazy. I don't have time. Everybody, or, everybody or, has time. Or I don't have a- o'clock in the morning. Have, or I don't have energy to do it. And I'm like, dude. You'll get energy the you more can you walk, do it. You can walk around the block. Yes. If you have pain and discomfort, if you're that overweight- just walk up and down your driveway. It just starts with the little. It starts thing. with the walk in your house. Yeah. Yes. Walk back and forth in the living room. There is YouTube. you know do something simple. Like, oh, there's so many ways. And to give Adam Adam credit, yeah, that's actually how we started this podcast. He's like, come out, mm-hmm. let's go running for two miles um, at the park at four o'clock in the morning. And because I know that Jen gets up at four a.m., I know that we could talk about it and say, oh, I got up at four today. I normally play sports, you know, two or three. Four, five, six. Well, if anyone's <laughs> listening, they know it's it's about six times. Um, it's it's about six times. Uh, you know, six times a a week, uh-huh. maybe seven. So, no, I the mornings always have been the very, very best for me. Yeah, I I, I have fallen in love with waking up really early. A lot of people, it drives them absolutely yeah, that crazy. Is not and, that's and, not and, my jam at all. But I look at her and but, I'm like, man, that's amazing. <laughs> but but everyone has that time. Yeah. You can find that time sometimes in your schedule. Absolutely. If you're a stay-at-home mom, there's probably a time where your kids are in, in bed or in napping or they're at school or something like that. You can find to find 30 minutes to an hour every single day is not that difficult. So let's talk about that. So when I first, that like that was my thing is how am I going to find the time when I first started two years ago? I was like, how am I going to do this? I don't want to take time away from my kids. I don't want to take time away from my husband. I don't want to go to the gym at night because it's crazy packed. How can I figure this out to make it work for me? So I was like, you know what? I'll take time away from my own sleep. I'll wake up at four in the morning instead of six. I'll do what I need to do. And I started in my garage. I literally started with like a mat, a couple weights, and I got a a treadmill for free off of like one of those yard sale sites. And that's how I started. I just went in the in the um, garage every morning at 4 a.m. Didn't want to do it. Was dying, so tired, like annoyed, frustrated. Didn't want to do it. But I was like, I have to start somewhere because nothing's going to change if I don't start. So I did. I got up every single day. And now, like, my body just wakes itself up and I'm ready to go. And now I work out in the gym and I love going. Like, mm-hmm. I feel good. It sets my day. If I don't go, I feel like I'm missing something. Like, my day is not right. It's just, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like unbalanced. Oh, absolutely. I, a while ago, I read this book, or well, I heard it on Audible, but it's David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. Okay. And he talks about, he's an ultra runner. Okay. And his adventure through special forces, Navy SEALs, overweight, losing weight, his whole story, right? And I hated running. I played, Me too. I, I played baseball in it. high school because you only run the first and then yeah. you stop. Yeah. I would get pissed if I had to run a second, you know, like, like as long as we don't talk about running to third. <laughs> yeah. Right. But 
but it's like um well, adam there's a good story about that about, about running the third oh yeah Jen face planted third base. Oh, in softball, hard. Yeah. I like blacked out, legit. Did you really? Oh yeah, yeah it was a full. You it was like tripped. boom. I don't know. I don't know what really happened. I just know I, I hit did. the ground I, and my arms didn't her go and out. I were in the dugout and we're like. So don't run all the way to third. Well, so I I just didn't like running, and then I thought, you know what? I'm gonna try to see if I can get good at something that I don't like to do. So, so I would break, I I broke up my gym. I loved lifting. I loved going to the gym. So I would break up my days and I would start, I started at Heritage Park and I went around and I would run and then I have to walk, run a little bit and then walk, Mm -hmm. run, walk. And it would take me forever. And then I started adding on the miles. And and I remember when I I did six miles without stopping and then I went 10 miles without stopping and the days just kept going. And then I did the Vegas marathon and, and, no, the half. Okay. And when I got done, the, right at the end of the marathon, there's like a gated area where yeah. they don't want you to leave. Yes. They kind of watch you. Yes. Just in case if you pass out. They don't want you walking in the casino yeah. and then passing out inside. So yeah. there's no one can come in and no one can go out. There's this one mile of cool down where they have first aid. Yeah. And I'm walking down that way and I look over. And I see David Goggins Are you kidding? and he's all by himself. And he, he always runs with no shirt on. Dang. And he, I, I look over and I couldn't believe that it was him. Oh my gosh. And I went up to him. It's like your little idol. Kind of. And I, I, I kind of geeked out a little bit (laughs) and I didn't even realize I had my phone right on me, but I, I don't know what I, I didn't even get a picture. And I went right up to him and I said, this may mean, mean nothing to you, but it means everything to me. I read your book. I never ran a day in my life since high school. And I just finished this for my very first marathon That's and you're awesome. here for That's this. Amazing. And he shook my hand and he's, he's a very, you learn in his book. He doesn't like attention. He's yeah. very low key. He's Humble. not, yeah, he's, he's not into that kind of stuff. He doesn't uh-huh. like that fame, but it was, it, it was cool just to shake his hand. We chatted a little bit and then we went our separate ways. But for me to finish my very first marathon for the guy who kind of inspired me to even get running to start with. It was a cool experience. Oh my gosh! I like, That's and I, super I understand cool. that that feeling, not to you know, uh, meeting somebody like that, but just doing a half marathon, right? Like, the the preparation that you put into that, and then being there for me, it was like, oh my gosh, seeing all these people who are different heights and sizes and races, and I, I'd never experienced anything like that before. And the emotion at the end of that, I mean, does that not like just well, take your breath away? Like. It, it, so emotional. And that's something that I kind of wanted to bring up is the runner's high. Oh, my gosh. People talk about this runner's high, but I've experienced it running, yes. but I've also experienced it in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime your heart rate. Yeah. When, oh, when your heart so rate gets up, you get into this. I, I don't know how to describe it, but this euphoric type feel. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're into whatever you're doing, even if you're playing sports. Yeah. I know you felt it, you know, when you play pickleball or anything like yeah. that, you get into it. And that's why when you go to these 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathon, whatever you're into, it's a community. Totally. Everyone wants to help one another. Yeah. It's not a real race to like, dude, I got to beat the crap yeah. out of this guy. Yeah. It becomes like this, like 
community of stuff. And I think that's an effect of that high. You're, 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 you're feeling your body's best. Yes. And then you want to share that with other people. Exactly. You, and then you see Mm -hmm. the person in front of you who's pushing themselves. So you want to push yourself a little bit harder. At least I know how it is for me when I'm in the gym and I see the girl that I admire, man, she does great on leg day. And I'm like, I can't do leg day. Right. I watch Mm -hmm. her and then I'm like, Hey, I want to do leg day. It's the same thing with like Jen on Instagram or other people that I'm following on Instagram. Right. You have all these people who are, at least for me, that I follow that inspire me, right? It's I'm not watching them because I'm like trying to stroke their ego or, oh my gosh, right? I don't look at people and judge them. Gosh, she's really posting a lot of things today about this or wow, she must be obsessed with herself, right? Yeah, yeah. Even if I've like been in a place where I'm feeling motivated someday and it was really hard for me to get out of the house I might post something and be like, hey, doing this right now. And it's not because I want to show Jen or Eric or, you know, it's like I don't want to show everybody. It's because I'm doing it. But it's like, dude, this was really hard for me today. Why don't you try to do this, too? Because it is hard. Being transparent. I was. Yeah, I had to be super transparent throughout my journey to to hold myself accountable. Yes, I I do the exact same thing. Sometimes I'll do like a time lapse at the gym. Not because I'm trying to like show off to people, but it's like, dude, if I just turn that video on, then that's going to force me to push myself harder. Right now I have zero motivation, so that's what's going to do it. Yeah, It's kind of stupid, but some days I need that. You yeah. know, and, well, and then I'm like, well, just post that's, it. I think really key. And everyone so finds it differently. It. Yeah. You, you got to find those little motivations, yeah. right? Find it, your lane, find your lane, find your, you have to have little wins. Actually something that is really, uh, identified with me lately is finding everyone actually needs to be a winner and you need to be a winner on little things on little levels. Mm-hmm. Right. So you talk about this journey, right? You don't know, you didn't know two years ago that you would be here. You didn't know that when you did your, your contest that you would be here, yes. right? And so a lot of times it's just like water. Water doesn't know where it's going, but it's going somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think we talk about with kids and I think it's even with adults. Like, I think a lot of times when we talk about kids, we're actually saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, I'm doing the best by my kids when really we're trying to say is like, Hey, I, I don't know if I'm getting by, but at least I'm trying to do the best for someone else. Right. That's under our care. And so one of those themes is, is what can we do to help other people around us? Or in this case, which your kids are around you all the time is have small wins, right? How can I have a small win? So by you doing the portions, they're getting small wins every day, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? Versus, hey, I vegged out today. Yeah, I, I, I totally put down a, a, a grande, bo- a grande bag of Takis. <laughs> and then the next day they're like, oh no, today I'm good. And I think that's where you get to actually seeing results. Um, right, and it's even if you have the Takis, but then you get up and you still do something, at least you did something, right? It's not the excuse of like, oh, well, I did this, so now I shouldn't do anything else, right? right. Or, oh, I had the bag of Takis, now let me have the, the bowl of ice cream, and now let me have what, you know, it's, it's like... not keep going, yeah. get that in that mindset, right? And going back to just the communities of people and things like that, so my story with how I kind of got into the habit was I, for... I've always been athletic, always played sports, always been competitive, things like that. But as an adult, I kind of didn't focus on my my physical health, on my mental health as much, on, on a lot of those things that I could have. And um, about three years ago, I was a teacher, and 
um, there were some people who had gone through these crazy journeys of transformation and they wanted to keep that that going and, and keep that spirit alive and so they brought it into the school. So the principals were like, hey, let's do a Biggest Loser competition. Um, we're going to do this for four weeks starting, I don't know, I think it was like end of January, um, beginning February or something. So it was four weeks. Everybody would weigh in every Wednesday morning. Everybody threw in 10 bucks and then you would have to pay a two dollars or something if you gained or something mm -hmm. like that so it kind of helped you stay motivated so for me I was like great there's this community of people who yeah I'm not overweight it's not like I started like this obese person or in a position where I wasn't like oh yeah I'm I was fine okay but I knew that I could do better and I knew that I wasn't like fit and I knew that I wasn't in shape and I knew my food was not anywhere close to where it should be so there was a um a mom of a student in my class who was super fit and she went to the gym day in day out she was just super beefy right she was something to admire her beefy? food was on point i don't know if that's a know. way to she describe like a woman she, she was like a woman like but she was solid. like a yeah she was like this was, beefcake right like i mean i, like I don't even beefy. know she just was like <laughs> she was cut okay and i was like hey, solid can you? totally solid. mma style I, I don't know how to explain it right but no, she looked just... great okay and so she came in all the time to help me and i was like hey do you think that you could you set me up on some sort of a plan and she was like yeah for sure so she set me up on a four-week plan food this is exactly what you need to eat it was very um repetitive things you know but like the second week it kind of switched just a little bit so week one i couldn't really have the avocado with the egg but you could do some other things and then the next week right because you're trying to lean out right. so for those four weeks it was a gallon of water every single day mm -hmm. i went to the bathroom like 16 times in a day i was like yep. oh, good thing i have a student teacher right <laughs> i mean i literally like drank the water i always talk about hydrate your muscles yeah, hydrate hydrate hydrate, your hydrate. Muscles. you have to right you do so drink the gallon of water every day Oh man, it's snack time. Couldn't have the goldfish crackers, you know. Oh, the I s'mores. It, the oh, best. I love those, right? So it was just, and it was the hardest thing ever, right? You're going to dinner with your friends on Saturday night. Mm, better take your little four ounces Container. of chicken yep. with you, you know, like and and or have the salad and make sure you're not having all the extras. Can't mm -hmm. have the dressing, and that was very extreme for, but for what I was trying to do. And for the purpose of that Biggest Loser competition and for what I was doing, it worked. But it was the thing for me that helped me take the next step and see results instantly. I mean, first week, I want to say, I, I think that I lost like seven pounds. And I was like, whoa, right? And it was, but it was the food. Mm -hmm. I was only working out for 30 Food's minutes a day, key. three times a week when I started that, mm -hmm. just to kind of get used to it. She took me to the gym and showed me, okay, if you want this, right? She's like, who's your ideal person? I'm like, dude, I love to look like Carrie Underwood, right? At the time, dude, her <laughs> shoulders were like, they were beautiful, right? Oh. She's got the little cutout right here and I was like that is the that's what I'm going for and she's like okay we'll do xyz and eat the food this way and you will see those results yeah you might not be that but you'll be good for yourself right so that's exactly what I did I ended up winning the competition I lost like 14% of my body weight I think at the end it was like a little bit much I think I only weighed like 107 pounds but I was cut and I was lean and I was like this is amazing right maintaining it yes for about a year and a half not 107 that was way too lean but for the competition it worked right. um and then i sat at like a cool like 110 112 but for my body type and for me i was like 
I loved it, right? It was exactly where I wanted to be. I felt comfortable. And it just was the thing that jump started for me. Like, okay, yeah, I don't always have to be this lean. My family's like, mm, girl, you need to, you know, like you need to put on some weight. You like, need to beefy. Yeah. You, you need, need to beef beefy. up a little bit, right? But but that after that, <laughs> it, it helped me stay in a mindset of like, actually, I can do this. And if I eat the food this way and I'm not adding all these extras and I'm not just snacking to snack, if I'm snacking, have the apple and the almonds if i'm snacking have you know the grapefruit it, things like that, that if, were get, fueling if, if our listeners are looking to get jen uh gen z a, a gift do not bring stale almonds okay do not do not Eric crushes almonds in his office all day i'm like bro you cannot eat handfuls of almonds if you're keto like jen and i were talking yesterday cool if you're keto but you got to be keto you you can't do all the other foods plus crush the almonds he just sits so in there i just I, hear the bag like crumbling i'm like are you eating almonds again well <laughs> her complaint is them. she's like you don't refrigerate those you don't like close Put them those in the up. refrigerator they're an open bag I'll, so they're I'll, just Stale. I actually, so this, I like them just the way they are. Like I, I'm not. I'm not hey, at least he chose the raw almonds and not like the chocolate covered or the chocolate ones. Yeah, yeah. he did a good choice. He, he does, made a good but he choice. He the bag open. Yeah, and then he does. I went in and tasted one. I was like. I mean, it's like the worst. But then his mouth gets dry, so then he has to hydrate. So it's, yeah. it's what it helps him. Yeah. Well, so I was just thinking about your, your inspiration. So in our office, uh, we've got Paul Rich, who's been featured, and maybe we'll bring him in. And it'd be fun to have all three of you guys in. Is Paul went from 350 down to two. Paul looks great. Yeah, he's like at 240, I think. Yeah. Nice. So he's lost like 165 pounds. Nice. Yesterday, he was doing this with his watch up and down. Yeah. <laughs> he Just can't... to move his body. His, he looks, oh. he looks like a whole nother person. Yeah. yeah. He looks great. Well, he actually looks like half of a person. Yeah. He and lost a person. He, he lost did a, lose he a person. Uh. And I've talked to Paul. At, he's at awesome. Length. Like, we all compete with our Apple watches, and he, he dominates. And that's actually, I think, a great perspective to know. Because it isn't like if I go to the gym and I because I do go to the gym with my son now and and, he's, and I see Paul there and I'm, it's not like he is like like just a massive like again, he's in his own lane. Cake. He's in his <laughs> own lane. Right. Yeah. He'll get up at 2 a.m. and go for a two or three mile walk. Yeah. yeah. If he can't sleep, so, he just goes. Yeah. If- we're talking about you running two miles, four miles, six miles. Paul's out walking that's, because that's what works for and him. And that's yeah. for me kind of it, along with working out. I was crushing the walks every single day. did not matter rain or shine at some point during the day. And, and I would start with like three miles. But again, like for my mental health too, it was such a great thing. I remember mm-hmm. just thinking like, okay, if I just can get out there every day, like that's something that I'm doing. Right. And then it was three miles and then it was like, Oh, I could just go further. So then it was five. And my, actually my journey to running started with walking. I mm-hmm. walked for probably a year every day. Then I had a friend who was like, Hey, you want to, I'm going to do the rock and roll half marathon in LA. You should meet me out here. Uh, when is it? 18 days. I'm like, mm, Nope. Have never even ran. Like I'm not a runner. And she was mm-hmm. like, Oh, you could do it. So just from like walking five miles a day, I started running and I was like, oh, I can actually go way further than I thought. Before I did that half marathon, I'm not kidding. The most I'd ever run in my entire life was three miles at a time. The week before I did a six mile and I was like, 
what did I just do, right? <laughs> and an eight mile, I started yeah. sobbing after I ran eight miles at one time. I was like, oh my gosh, I think I can actually do this, right? Yeah. So an eight, a six, a couple of three miles. And I went in that 18 days and I ran it with her and we finished in like, I don't know, two hours and 17 minutes. And I was like, what What did I just do, right? Yeah. Wasn't sore, like didn't have to stop. We just kept going, right? So it's just those baby steps. And then it turned into, yeah. gosh, maybe I'm not a runner, but maybe I am a runner. And then I just kept doing three miles and then I did another half marathon and then I did another half marathon and all of a sudden you're a runner. You can't judge what, what, how other people are doing it. Like, like for me, I, I tell people that I run and they look at me like, (laughs) right, where? To a donut shop? (laughs) I I look like a linebacker coming down the road and, and, and and serious. I, I, I do not have a body of a runner, but I put everything on Strava. Everything yes, is, is, is done on there. And yeah. people, I said, go on there and look. I can't lie on Strava. Yeah. You yeah. can't lie on it. So it tells you my heart rate. It tells you where I'm at. It tells you everything. And uh, which was funny. I ran on the ship yeah. and I recorded on Strava. Oh, nice. And then it reported me one straight line in the middle of the Caribbean Ocean. <laughs> like just because the ship was moving and yeah. it was like little. So it was confused. Circles. Yeah. I was totally confused. People were commenting on like. Dude, I think that's a swim, not a run. Yeah. <laughs> but awesome. for, for, hold on, for our listeners, just so you understand, Adam and I are like six foot, 230, and yeah, we are linebacker side. You're what? I'm not 230. Oh. I'm, I'm not even close to 230. Come on, let's hear your stats. I'm 245. Oh, I'm, I'm 230. And how tall are you? 228. 6'2. Yeah, we're both 6'2. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm obviously on the light side, but I also <laughs> do a lot more cardio. So, and then. You know, and then we've got these two petite models over here. So 